Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again. We are excited to have uh, another show coming out, uh, talking about movies that touched us as children. <laughs> but, <laughs> but didn't actually touch yeah, us not as no, children. Not in a weird way. <laughs> um, we have with us today in the studio, uh, Kalamazoo comedian and host of Harvey's uh, Upstairs Comedy Show, Casey Curran is with us. It's all happening, uh, except for the kid touching yeah. part, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Just movies, folks. Just movies. <laughs> And we are very excited today. We're going to be discussing the film. Uh, Almost Famous. Yeah. Uh, two th- year 2000, right? Uh, yeah, directed 2000, by right. Cameron Crowe. Perfect. All right. Yeah. And as always, we want to make sure that we remind our listening audience to uh, just go ahead. If you've never seen the film, we want you to stop right now, go watch the movie, and then come back so we don't spoil anything for you. Okay. Thanks All right. For thanks. A while. Yeah, that was right. a good movie. You're back. <laughs> All right. Great. That was such a good movie. Yeah. So we uh, we like to describe what the movie, uh, what genre the movie falls into, and this one's a tough one for that. I feel like. Uh, I think they call it officially a drama. Uh, it's got it's like some a dramedy. I, yeah. You know, it's got some comedy. I remember a lot of laughs when I saw it when I was younger, but now I I see less laughs and I'm looking more deeper sure. into themes yeah. and, and stuff, but. I think it's definitely more of a drama, but it's also biopic-ish. Sure. Yeah. They don't classify it as that, but because it took place at um, Cameron Crowe, it kind of epitomizes his life. Yeah, like it mirrors his life yeah. to a great deal. Yeah. Uh, I, that's one of our questions that we always ask is when uh, when was the last time, before we made you watch it for this podcast, when was the last time you think you watched this movie? Uh, it's probably been a couple of years because it's, uh, it's not one that I go back and watch... Uh, Routinely, sure. like every time I want to watch the movie, it's more just like I want to watch this scene, uh-huh. so I'll dig for it on YouTube. Well, it's I'll, not a short movie. No, no it's, it's a, yeah, it's <laughs> it's two take a, hours long. Yeah. So almost, almost three, three hours, hours long. long. Yeah, it'll it's take like, a bite out of your day, man. It's yeah, a, it's a rough one. Yeah, um, but in a good way. I mean, if you got some time to waste, it's a great movie. I recommend watching it. But what do you say? Uh, what do you go back for it for the scenes? Is it the music? Is it the uh, what? It, what is it specifically that you're looking for when you go back to it? It's Lester Bangs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so about an eight minute chunk of the movie. That's uh, why you didn't know how long it was. You just yeah. I was like, I was like, I go for the eight minutes, and then uh, I sort of fill in the rest. No, but like, I think he is like, just listen to Fever Dog on repeat. And that's, that's it. That's for me. I my the iconic part for me in this film is the music. music. Um, not even the music that they like when they sing on the bus or or any of the soundtrack music. It's like it's Fever Dog gets stuck in my head for days. And I, <laughs> right. And we'll we'll get to that later on. But I'm doing yeah. visual bits on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, pick up the mic stand and thrust it toward the audience. <laughs> no, you don't want to pick up the mic stand. You'll get electrocuted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to have to buy a gate. That's going to be tough. Girl. Um, I I read that um, the T-shirt, the Guess Who T-shirt that Lester Bangs is wearing when he's in the record store and he's like wants to you know play all the different records and talk about how rock is dead. Um, it was actually Cameron Coe's t-shirt that he wore when he worked for Rolling Stone record, you know, uh, journalist. In, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I'm surprised yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman fit into that. Uh, <laughs> no, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe they like just cut the sides off because he does have a, like a shirt over yeah, it. They so. just laid it it's over like his chest. It's like a giant dicky. Have, have, have you seen uh, pictures of the actual Lester Bangs? No. He looks like he's just got a beanbag hanging off the front of his torso. <laughs> he, 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 like it was probably so filled with like alcohol. Oh, and, sure. 
yeah. and drugs. Uh, another don't, thing don't about, do drugs. <laughs> don't take drugs. Don't, don't take drugs. <laughs> good, good kid. Yeah. Um, don't take drugs. Another thing about that character, Philip Seymour Hoffman was in the movie. He was only scheduled to be on set for four days, I guess I heard. And so that's how long they had to film his portion. That's again, probably a good idea that he's only there for eight minutes, but, yeah. uh, apparently the whole time he was there, he had the flu, like, pretty bad and so they had to get his shots in in those four days he sort of looks like he does but i but think like it fits up journalist that, yeah that, I think, yeah he's just miserable and i think it fits the character and it's he's pretty. so like rock is dead yeah and I, I love how he's like i can't just stand here and talk to my many fans <laughs> and then they end up in the diner because he's like just loving the attention sure you got some lester bangs for us over i there? i will get there in just a second i actually have the one clip to kick off the movie this gives you an, an idea of uh, so Frances McDormand is uh, Elaine. Elaine yep. Miller. Yeah. Elaine Miller. That's the mom. Uh, and she's very, uh, she's a helicopter mom. She's very protective. She's a teacher. She's trying to teach uh, her children like her version of the right way to live. And so she tries to steer them in a particular way. Do you have an experience like that yourself or was? Uh, I mean, not really. I'm, I'm sort of, my parents were always sort of laid back. They were very nonchalant. I mean, they they just let us go into the wild and raise ourselves. <laughs> no, they were there and they were they gave structure, but they never forced us to do anything. They were your uh, spirit guides. Yeah, no, and <laughs> and I'm probably gonna ask them to listen to this. So, uh, no, they, so you want to be nice? So you don't want to say that they, they, did, they did a shit. great job. <laughs> no, that's but I think that's getting rarer as we get as I get older, thinking that children were allowed to sort of handle their own business and try to figure out what they liked and where they needed to go, where now it, it is a lot of hovering and trying to keep things in line and oh, try yeah, to keep people sure. safe and try to have... It's the media's fault. <laughs> Everybody's afraid. <laughs> yeah, um, nobody just lets them go out and play in the woods. You know what I mean? So I mean, they made sure I went to school and I tried. They tried to make sure I tried. Uh, <laughs> They tried. That should be on a t-shirt. <laughs> they tried. Thanks, they, Mom. They tried their you best. You tried to make sure I tried. It's the alternative to my son as an honor roll student is <laughs> I tried to make sure they tried. <laughs> well, I know the character Elaine Miller is based actually on Cameron Crowe's mom. Yeah. Like, she's a lot like that. She even, like, would come to the set and hover. <laughs> yeah, they tried she to She wanted keep... him to be a lawyer? Yeah, but maybe. But he was, yeah, she was totally controlling. They tried to keep, uh, Cameron Crowe tried to keep her away from Frances McDermott during the filming because he didn't want her actual person to, like, bleed into the character. Uh, and he tried as best as he could, but, uh, when he left one day for something he was shooting, they came, they came back and were eating lunch together. Yeah, they became so like, friends. Like they were, it was, it was not going to happen. But here's, uh, so here is Frances McDermott and Zoe Deschanel. Yes. Is that her name? Yeah. Talking about, uh, musicians here. It's unfair that we can't listen to our music. It's because it is about drugs and promiscuous sex. Simon and Garfunkel is poetry. Yes, it's poetry. It is the poetry of drugs and promiscuous sex. Honey, <laughs> they're on pot. <laughs> As she points to their yeah. eyes. First it was butter. Then it was sugar and white flour. Bacon, eggs, bologna, rock and roll, motorcycles. Then it was celebrating Christmas on a day in September when you knew it wouldn't be commercialized. What else are you going to ban? Honey, you want to rebel against knowledge. I'm trying to give you the cliff notes on how to live life in this world. We're like nobody else I know. <laughs> College professor, why can't I teach my young kids? Use me. Daryl says that you use knowledge to keep me down. He says, I'm a yes person and you are trying to raise us in a no environment. She sounds environment. like a millennial. Yeah. 
Clearly. No is a word no, Daryl doesn't hear word. much. Yeah. I can't okay. live here! I hate you! Even William hates you! I don't hate her. You <laughs> do hate her. You don't even know the truth. Sweetheart, don't be a drama queen. Fuck you! <laughs> yeah, she says fuck. She says fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, so uh, that part, uh, Zoe Deschanel, the sisters, I can't remember what her name is in the movie. Uh, Anita. Anita, that's the one. Yeah, you almost had it. <laughs> I could tell it was there. Yeah, it was. Um, it's I, in my notes, I was, I I was going it. alphabetically. I was almost there. <laughs> Started with Aardvark and worked your way down. Yeah, um, yeah that was originally uh, what uh, Kate Hudson had uh, either been offered or went out for that part. She was going to be Anita initially when she read for the movie. And uh, clearly that didn't happen. And I think we're all better off because of yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah. Sure. And I know in real life um, that uh, Cameron Crowe's mom and sister actually did have a falling out. And then he hoped that they would get together at, because of this movie. Yeah. And they did. Oh, So, yeah. yeah. He said the, the one only fake scene in the movie was when they had, like, the reconnection. Oh, yeah. And then it actually happened. So when, when they give the most begrudging hug in all of history. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to know why she's still there at the end. Or I guess we'll wait and we'll get there. But yeah, I'm like, are well, you no, like all, 25 We now? all know all it takes to mend a seriously complicated relationship is one awkward hug. And sure. then it's good. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. So I should give Donald Trump one awkward hug. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. All right. Uh, so let's meet uh, Casey's. Let's go from that to meeting Casey's favorite character. Oh, my my hero! Here he is. This, we're just going to get a small taste of him. This is when we uh, see him there at the radio station. I think the human bean bag. <laughs> Here's a theory uh, for you to disregard completely. Uh, music, you know, true music, uh, not just rock and roll. It chooses you. You know, it lives in your car or, or alone, listening to your headphones you know, with the vast scenic bridges and angelic choirs in your brain. You know, it's a place apart from the vast, benign lap of America. Did you know that the letter by the box tops was a minute and 58 seconds long? It means nothing. Nil. <laughs> but it takes them less than two minutes to accomplish what Jethro Tull takes hours to not accomplish. You see... The- Yes. I take. Uh, I totally agree with. I, that, I know. Though. I take offense to that. I'm a huge fan of Jethro Tull. I'm, <laughs> I'm a huge Jethro Tull fan. Thick as a brick was a great album, and yeah, clearly I, nobody agrees. So that's, <laughs> see, I, uh, for for me, I don't have any skin in that musical debate because I'm not really. I'm a, I'm neutral on Jethro Tull. I'm Switzerland. Right? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I just I think that like during this time it was like where. Uh, the best thing I can relate it to is uh, Tom Petty when his bio came out mm-hmm. on Netflix. Sure. And uh, he was talking about how they went from recording over and over again as a band in mm-hmm. the studio. And they would record over and over and they would have a great time. They were all together. And then, you know, fast forward, you know, 15, 20 years. And then it's like, hey, come in and tap this drum, you know, in this way. And then we're going to and then we're going to have somebody else come in. So it kind of like killed it like all. Build the music. Yeah. From pieces. Yeah. Instead of playing it all together. Sure. Hence the reason why concerts suck ass when they don't sound like their album. Right. Nobody can play anything live anymore. Yeah. God, we're old. <laughs> <laughs> What's I, your take, Casey? I, I grew I grew up with computer music. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you were like the synthesizer. Yeah, all that was no, there. No, synthesizers were done by the time I came along. <laughs> oh, those were those were the instrument of the eighties. I was yeah. done. Oh, that's true. But, yeah, I was. Aye, aye, aye. There uh, is there is the rest of the Lester Bangs uh, bit here. I don't know if we need to hear it or not. What do you think? Oh, I uh, I, I I don't know what bit you're referring to. We the rest just of that listen. speech. Yeah. Here, yeah. 
I know you're you're pretty into him, so here let's finish. Really, any time he's talking to William, the main character, Uh directly, those are the best uh, kernels of gold in the whole movie. Yeah, that's how you live your life. Oh, uh, based on Lester Bangs theory. Absolutely, I I would you say it's your Big Bangs theory? (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, I'm sorry. Go go ahead. (laughs) No, it's fine. Play play the rest of the clip. This is fatuous. Better be fucking good. You know. I mean, which is fine, but voisted off his art, you know, or the doors. Or Jim yeah, Morrison? He's a words. drunken huh? buffoon. Posing as a poet. I like the doors. Ah, give me the guess. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I like the doors. I'm I'm that radio DJ. <laughs> yeah. I think that's uh partially because my dad was a huge doors yeah. fan. Mm-hmm. Uh which is weird because I'm uh 90% sure he's never done acid. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought maybe you like to get in and out oh, of rooms. I'm, I'm, I'm giving him a 10% chance he was rad at one point. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, uh, yeah, I, I feel, and this is going to give like give me so many enemies, but like it's the same thing with like Nirvana. Like Nirvana was overrated, but they were like new. Like they, no one had their sound. The Doors, no one had their sound. So, but yeah, totally overrated. I enjoy a band that will sell out. <laughs> I, I don't mind it at all. It's I, not even the selling out. I just don't think like it was that hard. Oh yeah, I the mean, time to well. He wanted to be a. He wanted to have hits. Yeah, he, he wanted to be a creepy. pop singer, and he wanted to make money off mm-hmm. of playing music. I don't think it had anything to do. Not anything. Robbie Krieger on the keyboard is just. Ugh. It's great. <laughs> well, I don't think he wanted to change people's lives. I think he just wanted to play music and make money. I think Casey knows a lot more about the band than I do. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, I know that, like, he they would be like, oh, write a song, I think and Krieger he would play good keyboard. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he played keyboard. Oh my gosh, we're just we're getting an email. I'm like, no, you're all I wrong. Think he played From that. some 60 year old guy <laughs> in a tie dye shirt, like, hey, I listened to Lizard King back in '71, and it was, it was Krieger played the flute. Yeah, we'd just be happy. Jethro Tull. All right. Yeah. To be drunken buffoons, see, which makes them poetic. It's quite an honor to have the world's greatest rock critic <laughs> yes? and editor of Cream Magazine no. back home in San Diego for a few days. I like this Lester lady. Bang. She sounds like an uh, American NCIS. woman. Oh, really? Yeah, she's... Um, have you oh ever... The most brilliant piece of gobbledygook ever. She sounds like one of the like kids from white, Peanuts. White, 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 heat. Iggy Pop! Amen! No, I think Iggy Pop sucks. That was worth it. Just to hear him say Iggy Pop. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so this is a first. I think we've gone, so we're, we're 15 minutes deep and we've hit two clips so far. So I know, it's pretty right? exciting. That's okay. We, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Lester Banks is a huge part of this for you. Uh, is there anybody in real life that you would call your Lester Banks? Uh, well, my brother introduced me to this movie. Sure. Uh, he, I was going into high school and he's like, look, I think that you need to see this movie, which I absolutely did. Uh, but he's like, before you watch the movie, there's a character named Lester. It, I was, before I even saw the movie, I was told to pay attention. He's your to what Anita. He was. Yeah. Under yeah, your bed, my, my, it will set you free. Yeah, no, no. The, uh, Lester Bangs was under my bed, uh, <laughs> with this movie touching me as a kid. Then he became Casey Bangs. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, particularly two quotes in the movie that he says, uh, you'll meet them all again on their long journey back to the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also the only true currency we have in this bankrupt world is what we share with somebody else when we're uncool. The only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. I think you might need to turn that up and play it again. 
Yeah. So my advice to you, and I know you think these guys are your friends. It's sorry. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm be a true I'm, friend I'm to them. Going all over the no, format. No, it's perfect. We don't care. Un- we just want to have fun. Merciful. The only uh, the issue with this movie is I found a lot of the quotes that are worth pulling for this. They're real quiet. They're real quiet. They were done over the phone. Yeah. So yeah. you'll get half the conversation loud in, in person, and the other half will be done with the effect of it being over the telephone, which will be much quieter in the film. Well, so and, for our and purposes, he's whispering to him, like, you know, you yeah. have to be, yeah, he's you got know, honest crazy and garbage and mouth. Unmerciful. And he's got the flu. I mean, <laughs> he's got the flu. And he's got <laughs> the flu. Currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. It's almost like tough to hear. Like, so, do you think you were uncool, Casey? Oh, definitely uncool. Still am. Uh, <laughs> proud of it. Uh, no, um, just because those two quotes spoke to a kid in high school with no real friends, no one I hung out with on a regular basis, sort of the feeling that everyone else was cool and I was not. Like, what are you if you aren't cool? You're authentic. Exactly. You're, it's, it's the, and that's what the whole movie is really trying to get around is the battle between being authentic and being cool. Well, and the fact that he is going to end up being a freaking writer for Rolling Stone Mm. magazine interviewing, you know, rock stars. He went from being the hated kid to being, I uh, I would be friends with that dude. I'd be like, hey, what's up? You got some concert tickets for me? Yeah, he's like the (laughs) local, like the comic book shop guy that the nerdy kids kind of flock to and, and just like a mentor for people who are different and weird and yeah, he's he's that version of that person for a lot of people. And I think that's why this movie hits home for a lot. In fact, I think that like ultra conservative people can lean into Frances McDermott's character. Yes. Because technically she's right. Yes. They can say, look, I told you, you're going to end up doing drugs and you're going to end up being a <laughs> terrible miscreant and bad part of society. <laughs> or other people can look at um, Patrick Fugit and and think this is how I want to live my life like he's doing what I need to be doing and I think it kind of touches on that for a lot of people um we should kind of mention yeah. what the movie's about I suppose yeah yeah we haven't <laughs> we haven't touched on plot at all, Not at all. <laughs> uh young kid pa- uh, yeah William Miller played by Patrick Fugit yeah we find out he is two years younger than he thinks he is yeah they've told him his whole life that he uh oh, I thought well, he was 12 which was younger than the other kids yeah, because they were all 13, but he's actually 11. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, uh, super smart. Yeah. Yep. He skipped grades cause his mom was a teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, he needs fifth grade. Right. That's yeah. the Skip worst fifth of, grade and started first grade at, at five. If I remember correctly, that's just the, that's the worst of all the grades. Uh, I think, yeah. So. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, so he, uh, learns about music from his sister who, uh, leaves to go to, she is rebellious and ungrateful of her love. <laughs> that's true. I, I did not pull that. Damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, she leaves to go be a flight attendant, as all, which apparently the movies make you think all young females do in the 70s. Which, in a way, like, the fact that she was so, like, conservative on Anita. So she doesn't want Anita playing, like, as we heard in the clip earlier, mm. she doesn't want her to play Simon and Garfunkel. Because <laughs> they're and drugs. Seven years later, or whatever, William, who, you know, we'll talk about that plot no, point right now. That's, uh, that would have only been four years later, right? Wasn't he 15 or yes, 16 sorry, or something? four years later. Yeah. So it wasn't even that long. Right. He, um, she leave when Anita leaves, she leaves him all her records and she's like, this will set you free. And so then it shows like a montage of him, like 
like flipping through the albums, yeah. listening to all this awesome music. Lighting incense. Yeah. yeah. Light a candle. It'll tell your future. Yeah. When you listen to Tommy, uh, Tommy and the Who or... Uh, Just Tommy. If you yeah. listen to Tommy with a candle burning, you'll see <laughs> yeah. your future or something. Yeah. I don't know how she didn't leave many psychedelics behind. Like... <laughs> Oh, we don't see what was under the mattress. We just see what was under the bed. He's like, what are these stickers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they thought they were extra liner notes right. or something. But. I'm going to lick these stamps. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. She comes back and the, that little cute kid from the gang is just spazzing out in the living room. <laughs> Francis McDermott's flipping out. Um, Guys, is she? Uh, so he wants to be a writer and uh wants to write about music and gets a couple of gigs at a school and then some other here and there stuff writing things uh and then that's when he meets lester banks and uh bangs and yeah i keep saying banks i feel like but um <laughs> and then gets this uh he gives him a an assignment, assignment. 35 dollars to do a, a, thousand, a report on um black sabbath a thousand words on black sabbath Which i don't think he ever ends up doing no in the movie. no he no. never I never gets that thirty five dollars. No. Which up- I wonder if this was a cam- if this is something that happened to Cameron Crowe and how he got like his foot in the door. Because where did he get that from? I assume because he never gets there. I assume this all happened. Well, because he goes to talk to uh, Black Sabbath to write the and he yeah, he's meets, not on the list. He meets Stillwater. Yeah, and that's he meets where it all the Almond kinda- Brothers instead. Yes, right? yeah. yeah, the Almond Brothers, Led Zeppelin, um, Pink or not uh, Leonard Skinnerd. But the Allman Brothers, they said that most of that's from this movie, like when he lost his virginity and stuff. They're yeah. like, oh, that's straight out of when he hung out with us. I don't know if they're just trying to claim the deflowering or what. <laughs> uh, <laughs> apparently, Russell Hammond is like a one-to-one for Greg Allman. Yeah. He's yeah. like, a, he's like a, that's pretty much. Gotcha. Who and that Russell was. is the, he's the lead guitarist, uh, yes. played by Billy Crudup. Cr- Crudup. Crudup. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, apparently he's a big deal but i don't know anything else he's been in oh no i do i I he's really good for a second yeah Yeah, he's great uh let's go uh so he goes to the concert to write the story on uh black sabbath can't get in the back door uh he tries to pull the credentials thing being a journalist about not being able to get in the back door and zing all right mandy i'm gonna go ahead and have you take off for the rest of the day (laughs) (laughs) um and uh can't get in, so he waits by the back door and he meets uh Penny Lane, a huge part of the movie. Uh some would say the star of the film. Uh everything's sort of uh she won some awards for this too, like supporting actress. I think she got a, a Golden Globe nod and she then got some uh, nominations. Academy Award yeah. nominations or something. So this was her first yeah. movie. And uh she was twenty one at the time that this was filmed. You're not a what? Not a Groupie. Oh, groupie. We are not groupies. This is Penny Lane, man. Show some respect. Groupies sleep with rock stars because they want to be near someone famous. We're here because of the music. We are Band-Aids. She used to run a school for Band-Aids. We don't have intercourse with these guys. We support the music. We inspire the music. We're here because of the music. Mark Boland broke her heart, man. It's famous. It's a long story. I'm retired now. Visiting friends. You know, she was the one who changed everything. She was the one who said, no more sex. (laughs) No more exploiting our bodies and our hearts. Right, right. Just blowjobs, and that's it. (laughs) Strictly blowjobs. Yeah. (laughs) Which Penny Lane was actually based on a a real character, too. Uh, Penny Lane Trumbull. She was the head of the Flying Girder Girls group. (laughs) 
So yeah, and she I guess they thought Band Aids was a much better name. <laughs> I, do, I like it. I think it's all right. She, uh, yeah, they all had nicknames, and there was like like Candace Can Can or something. And yeah, by right. the way, I just looked up Billy Crudup and purple. I feel really bad because he's been in a lot of movies. Sure. So yeah, I got a feeling a lot of people listening. Yeah, and be pissed off that we don't. You know what? In fact, do write us because I don't think anyone else has ever written us except for Jake Collier. I'm telling them not to. So they or or you can go tell Matt Harper what you think of uh, Billy Crudup at Harvey's on the Mall. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, tonight. Casey's already got to the plugs. He's done with this. He heard Lester Bangs, and now he's on to the plugs. He found out I don't like the doors, and he was like. I'm out. I'm just trying to work an extra one in. Figured, figured, figured we'd do it. I'd do a gorilla style ad break. There you go. No, but this I, segment's brought to you by Harvey's on the Mall. I do have to say, thirsty, like, get a Harvey's on the Mall. You know Harvey's what's funny mall, is you changed your voice, it out. but you wouldn't need to. You could just say your regular voice and be Casey and be like, thirsty. Oh yeah, Casey, thirsty. Yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a weird Norm Macdonald impression. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Casey Thursday. Uh, that works. What yeah. are we going to do today? Yeah. Um, anyways, so we were talking about Penny Lane. I, I haven't watched this movie in a few years. And then when I like rewatched it for this podcast, I was like, oh my God, I want to be her. Yeah. Like when I watched it before I was young, I didn't have any responsibilities. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And now, you know, I'm married. I have a kid. I have a career. And I'm like, I just want to be free like Penny Lane. <laughs> And yeah. oh, Dion. Quaaludes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ride the ludes into the sunset. Yeah. Uh, it sounds Wolf super Wolf of Wall Street in it. <laughs> right. Oh, such a great movie. But yeah, Penny Lane, you can't stop watching her in this movie. Like, she's a muse for uh, the music, and she's just. Everything's like, so positive. Yeah. Everything. It's it's a little Calming. it's a little naive. Yeah, it's a little bit of you've been doing this a while. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you more keen as to what's happening? Mm, right. Yes and no. I think from a girl's perspective, I can see it because she knows that she knows what's happening. Yeah. It's all happening. It's all happening. <laughs> yeah. But like she loves him. You know, she loves Russell. Um, and clearly, she didn't plan it that way. No. I don't think she intended. She on tried being to be guarded. She wants to be everyone's happy place like she and and even the band-aids themselves said it's not it's no longer about sex it's about the music and about the love of the music and whatever they can do to help these guys create music i think i like that they just aren't, the they aren't worried about the blowjobs blow <laughs> it's about the fans and blowjobs <laughs> They are living in the moment. Yeah. Like, it's just so, like, I envy that. God, I can't do that at all. I'm like, you know, even before I came to the podcast, I was like, okay, you can do this, this, and this for dinner. You know, I hope <laughs> sure. that you guys can handle it, you uh, know. Gotta pay my mortgage. But they, they don't even care. Like, they don't even know what town they're going to be in or what band they're going to, is going to buy sure. them for, you know, like, it's, I don't know. There's something liberating, but also, like, as a girl or as a female, you're kind of like, oh, it's so depressing and you know, <laughs> sexist. I'm kind of whatever. wondering how that one Led Zeppelin fan survives. The recurring Led Zeppelin fan. Yes. In the uh, Jay Baruchel. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I because, could not believe it. He was so young. Yeah. There are a ton <laughs> of famous people in this cast. movie. It's it, got, hold on, don't tell me from your list. I want to see okay. how many of them I hit out loud by myself. It's got the new girl. It's got <laughs> yeah, uh, Zoe. Chanel. Yeah. Zoe it's got Nick Swartzen shows up. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's the, he's the he's Bowie the, fan. The Bowie. Yep. It's, uh, uh, fucking Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg? I didn't know if 
you realized he was in no, there? I didn't. Yeah. I Where saw he? him. He's at the the, Eagles, the table. Yeah. He's the Eagles road manager. He's at the table yeah. when they sell Penny to Humble Pie. At the oh, Green. yeah. He's mm-hmm. the guy sitting across the hall. There's a wild Mark Maron sighting as yes, well. Yes. Yep. Mark Maron. Bygate. Yep. Does Mark. he use the, he uses his podcast I'm intro? Sure, right? yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then there is. Uh, hold on. Wait for it. Who else is in I that room? Three that you Not have. to plug Mark Maron's podcast sure. on your podcast. <laughs> oh, no, we don't care. Uh, oh, it's probably going to oh, get him um, the bump. Frampton. Peter Frampton yep. is the road manager for, ooh, is it Humble Pie? He's yes. A, he's the guy from Humble yep. Pie? Yeah, he's the guy who they sell Penny Lane to. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, don't know his name. Earl. I'm going to call him Earl. Jason Lee. He's, yeah. he's yeah. the front man. Sure, right. yeah. I'm, we're, I'm just talking about like the obscure um, hidden it, ones right. throughout the Can movie. I, the yeah, sure. Okay, so in the Rain, Rain Wilson. Yes. Dwight from The Office. Yeah. He yeah. plays David Felton from Rolling Stone Which, magazine. underutilized. I don't really... I mean, he doesn't stand out at all. He could have been anybody else, but... One that totally it. got me is Eric Stone Street, who's Cam from Modern Family. I don't know if anybody, if you guys watch that show. I do not. Well, anyways, Cam is like I'm the best to remember character. Which one Cam is. He's heavier set. He's one of the gay, like of the same sex yes. couple. And he's got all the best lines. Yeah. Uh-huh. He what? plays the desk clerk at the first hotel. When, oh, he, okay. when his mom, Your mom freaked a message, me out. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. He's like, she's a whatever. Um, yeah. And I, I think, think he that lost you guys. A considerable amount of uh, weight uh, from Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon shows up. He's, uh, yes, he's Hope. the manager. Uh, What's his first name? Uh, I don't know. Something Hope. His last name's yeah, Hope, later, which I thought was weird. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's the manager that takes over for their yeah, their actual so man- manager. Yeah, he's so creepy. Yeah, he's like, a weird dude. Mm-mm. He looks like, yeah. <laughs> did, did you notice how uh, at one point uh, he says, uh, and I think this was before he had The Tonight Show, uh, so it's not an Easter egg, mm. but he's uh, he says something like, uh, yeah, once in a while we all need to get back to our roots. Oh, fun. I was like... <laughs> Hey, that's not an Easter egg because you don't have that show in the year 2000. <laughs> so do you think then anyone who You're ever still says... still ruining SNL. <laughs> do you think, and you're just laughing through it. I just love him. Laughing through the whole I show. I love Jimmy Fallon. I'm Not surprised sure. he didn't break in Almost Famous. I'm, I, was, I was waiting for him on the plane just like... Yeah, just start laughing uh, about what's shut happening. Shut up. Him laughing is the best thing ever. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's my favorite. I'm so glad you're on. You're just my favorite. I love you. I love you. I love you. Mandy, are we mortal enemies? Like, <laughs> you, yes. you hate the doors. I hate Jimmy Fallon. <gasps> How can you hate Jimmy Fallon? He's like the sweetest. Okay, all right. No, we're, no it's okay. We can have this. We'll, I just want to we'll know save if you that think for another episode. <laughs> I just want to know if you think that <laughs> you did a rim shot in the air for nothing. No, I, oh, I thought you were pointing at me. <laughs> well, because uh, it's another episode. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you, yeah, you plugged the Save show you're on. Yeah, for another yeah. episode. I'm, nice. I'm, I'm, I'm the plug guy. I'm, yeah. I'm plugging. <laughs> you're plugging Lester Bangs. Is what All right, let's doing. plug uh, Stillwater. All right, so yeah. he gets Stillwater. He gets into the concert with the Band Aids. Kind of. Uh, he talks to the guys from Stillwater. They tell him to leave because he's the enemy, and then he. Uh, Talks to them about them as people, like treats them like actual human beings and talks to them about how it's good that they produce their own. Yeah, I want to be incendiary. Uh, Come tell us more about us and how much you like us. Yeah, they, uh, he talks to them about producing their own album and how that was a good choice and so on. So they, they realize that he's like a fan, kind of. So they let him come in and inside we hear the first, uh, song from Stillwater in the movie, Fever Dog. Not Jason Lee's voice. Lee guitarist is uh, the guy from Pearl Jam. I can't think of his name right now. Say that again. The guy from Pearl Oh, I didn't mean to talk over it. Oh, okay. Um, no, it's fine. There's really nothing else we need from this. 
Yeah, after, after he does the scratching. Yeah, things. after he scratches in the night from uh, the yeah. Mike McCready from Pearl Jam. Oh, fun! I didn't know that. And yeah. Frampton was also the on, yes. uh, like the, the consultant. on-set consultant mm-hmm. for the music. Yeah. All right. So that's uh yeah, the only time that we hear Jason Lee's actual singing voice is when he sings Cover of the Rolling Stone after they find out they're going to be on oh, the cover of the yeah. Rolling Stone. Buy five copies for my mother. <laughs> yeah. Um so after the concert, uh he decides to not write that story about Black Sabbath, I guess. Um <laughs> And he keeps sending, or maybe, I guess he does because they said that he got, uh, the guy from Rolling Stone said that he got a bunch of his. Yeah, Ben Fong. Writing. Who's a real person. Yeah. Well, yeah. well Lester Bang said he had been ben sending him stuff. Sure. So yeah. he must some have of that stuff him. he probably used. Yeah. He, he wasn't just like, oh yeah, you're that kid who sends me stuff and I always throw it away. Right. Yeah. I guess like, that's true. Yeah. Ben Fong Torres. He was the real editor. Yeah. That's fun. And then, so that guy that, you know, plays, he just seems slimy to me. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that the guy, whole, some, the actor somewhere, yeah, but I, yeah. I didn't write down who he was. Um, I think like the whole like Rolling Stone as in like everybody in there, it seems like BuzzFeed to me. Like the what I assume BuzzFeed is like now. Yeah. It's just people walking around that are just way cooler than everyone else thinks they are. And like they're just like this is this all sucks and we they're need better and new. Of cool. Yeah, they need better <laughs> and new and now and and yeah. Well, Lester cool. Banks even warns him. He's like, they'll change your story, yeah. you know. And the band even hates Rolling Stone because they're like critical of everybody. But then they're like, but it'd be pretty cool to be on the cover. Yeah, I've got that clip too. I'm worried, man. No, you could trust him. He's a fan, but it's Rolling Stone. He looks harmless, but he does represent the magazine that trashed Layla, broke up Cream, ripped every album Led Zeppelin ever made. Don't forget the rules, man. This little shit is the enemy. He writes what he sees. I don't get into a room I take a vow. Although it would be cool to be on the cover. Feruza Balk yes, in the I back there. Her. I hate her so much. Uh, what? She's, oh, okay, I don't think Matt. she's attractive. No, I know. I right, hate you, her. Yeah. You just jumped in the power rankings as my. <laughs> in enemy. this movie, she's fine, yes. but every like she was in the Waterboy yes. and uh, just, uh, the Craft. Yeah, the Craft. She just, and she was that person mm-hmm. from then on. It's like yeah. this movie. She tried to play a regular sort of yes, happy person. And she was good. And everything else from this, she turned into a witch. She yeah. was just the devil ever since. It's the, the Waterboy to gum ratio ah, again. Again. <laughs> I had a problem with Andy McDowell's teeth in. This in is Groundhog like the reverse Day. of Andy. She's got a reverse Andy oh McDowell gone. Oh, the gums are just ginormous. <laughs> like the like the teeth aren't even there. It's like they oh, like they took over her teeth. <laughs> the gums are bulky. They are. Bulk. Oh, bulk. Ah. <laughs> that was it. Was that a plug for? for her name bulk? is Sapphire in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anna Paquin. She, I know, yeah, right? Palexia, Aphrodisia. And I. <laughs> And again, every time Anna Paquin's on screen, it, I just can't stop watching Anna Paquin. Yeah. So just, is that you? Have, you have a thing for her? I mean, I, all it's not them as a, it's the what they are. It's yes. the fact that they are their characters. They are there to please make to please them, like the musicians. Ah, I'm getting you now, I'm right? Getting, like that's their only job in life, and they gotcha. like to do it, and yes. it's their favorite thing. And it's not like it'd be weird only if they were jobs. making them do it. <laughs> But they're not making them do no, it. Like they are it. happy to do it, and that's okay. Yeah. So I said, "Oh, sorry." So I said, "I want to be Petty Lane." Right. I I don't want to be that. Kind of <laughs> right. Lane. You don't want to be that version. I just of Penny Lane. I just want to not have responsibility. You just want to go wanna, to Morocco. You want to be able to jump and go to Morocco. I was just about to play this. God damn it! <laughs> I've made a decision. I'm going to live in Morocco. 
for one year. And we have the family whistle going on in the background. I need a new crowd. This song that's being played in the background right now was written by Cameron Crowe's wife. She yes. was the one that played this music. Yeah. 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 Are you sure? Yeah, a lot of the music. They wrote everything by uh, Stillwater. Stillwater. Yes. Yes. Oh, that part right there where he asks her to say it again, uh, apparently, from what I read, was was Patrick Fugit asking her to say her line again because he thought he flubbed the line. And when and he I, answered her, and then they kept it in the movie. Oh like they, they, It seems like he was reiterating yeah. his excitement to yeah. do it, right? But they kept it in the film. Oh my because, gosh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, isn't it great? That is so cool to right. know. Now, because let, I thought that was like a yeah. purpose, because it ties into the whole thing. Totally so does. listen to, just, I'm just going to fast forward. seem witty. Yeah, I'm going to fast forward it to the end of this again. Yeah, like he... Yeah, like who would do that to yeah. a girl that he like is infatuated with that he just met, right? But this, so yeah, yeah. hold on. I'm infatuated. I've with made her. a decision. Yeah. You sure? Ask me again. Do you want to come? Yes, yes. See how much more oh, enthused he was the second time. Yes, that he, makes total sense. Yeah, he thought that was the correct read the second time he did it, but in reality, the whole thing worked so oh much better. Oh my gosh, I love I you literally just made me love this movie more, and yeah, I didn't yeah. know I could love it more. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, we we meet uh, Penny Lane. What she's about. If you guys hit these goddamn mic stands, I'm just kidding. Do whatever. You, throw them down. Whatever you want to do. Plugmaster, drop the mic. <laughs> yeah, Plugmaster strikes again. Um, yeah, so we meet both of like what her vibe is about and her free spirit and all that stuff kind of in that scene. Uh, we see that um, William is clearly willing to just drop everything and go with her to yeah. Morocco. Like it's the greatest time of his life. Like willing to like spread his wings and fly sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like he wants to get yeah. out there and see what happens. Live his so life. So then after that, Rolling Stone gets with them, mm-hmm. gets with him, says, we'll give you 3000 Oh, okay. William, this is Ben Fong Torres. I'm the music editor at Rolling Stone magazine. We got a couple copies of your stories from the San Diego door. Is this the same William Miller? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, God, howling tugs, the spirit of rock and roll. This is good, solid stuff, man. Well, thanks. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Listen, I think you should be writing for us. Any ideas? Uh, how about Stillwater? Stillwater? Hardworking band makes good? New album out there, third, starting to do something. Crazy. Let's do 3,000 words. We'll join the band on the road. We'll set up billing. Don't let the band pay for anything. It's like his dream come true. 3,000 words. $700. And he's just shocked. Doesn't answer. All right, a grand. (laughs) What's your background, William? Are you a journalism major? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or college. (laughs) You kind of edited that part out. Well, I certainly know how my lady gets when. <laughs> well, we want to know that there was it was a stressful crazy. situation for him. Crazy, 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 crazy. I wasn't sure it was over. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway. I, was, I was like, and did that... you get the punchline to the joke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I talked over it because I fucking thought it was over. <laughs> So whatever. That, that is that's fifty minutes into the movie. We, we he hasn't even done anything oh yet. Oh my god, that's and crazy. It's only that's fifty really, minutes wow. into the film. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's he's met Stillwater by that. Yeah, point. he's yeah, met Stillwater. That's he's, true. He's I, met Penny Lane. Penny Lane. Has I do been established. like that when he's when he tells Lester Bangs 
course, I'm going to bring it back to that. Sure. When he tells Lester Bangs that he's uh, going to be covering Stillwater, uh, Lester Bangs is like, uh, what are you listening to? And he goes, Stillwater, and Lester Bangs just hangs yeah. up the phone. <laughs> he's he's, like, oh, he's right. definitely yeah. high. He's doing drugs. Yeah, he hangs up the phone yeah. and says he's doing drugs. Because he's going to write for Stillwater. What do you listen to, Stillwater? Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. Uh, what about, uh, so would you drop everything right now? Like if somebody gave you uh, $1,000 to go follow a band across country and paid all expenses, would you do it right now? Probably not for a band, but maybe for a comic. Like, yeah. Like if somebody's like, hey, do you want to come do... Ten minutes in front of my feature. Like nineteen seventy three, a thousand dollars would be like. I just wanted to know if he was into it enough for a thousand dollars. That's the thing. Would you do Uh, it for five dollars and a uh, a pack of cools? Well, hey, fifty dollars and a case of beer. (laughs) Is it is it a crisp five dollar bill or are we talking something that's got some wrinkles? (laughs) It's been well used. No, do you have a specific comic that you would follow? I mean, it's it's a completely different uh, situation at that point. Yeah, I would, I would love if uh, some national interior headliner was like, "Yeah, uh, obscure Kalamazoo comedian, come (laughs) with me." So here's the thing: Stillwater was not a national. I mean, they were not like a huge deal, right? So it's kind of a a stressful sitch for him to be like, "All right, I got to follow this band that may not make it." He's just along for the ride. Like he's loving every minute of it, but like. We're not talking like some arena comic that's doing like Madison Square Garden. Like, would you follow around like a road comic and and just hope that things happen for a thousand dollars? But also all my expenses. Yeah, expenses paid. Yeah. That's the thing. So yeah, yeah. and a party Pretty- and like all the, like the band doesn't pay for anything. He has six hundred dollars in room service. So what's charges? the equivalent? Do I have to even write an article? Like, <laughs> what? Well, he barely does. Yeah, right. Uh, what? So what's the no, equivalent? He, he does write an article. Yeah. Yeah. What's the equivalent of uh, the Band-Aids for comedians? We don't have them. No, not at all. We, uh, no. They, they do not exist. Uh, Unless you're There's like, no plug for that. Yeah. They just don't. They're not there. Unless you're, Hookers. Yeah. Hookers are the Band-Aids for comics. Kevin yeah, Hart the, 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 the Amy Schumer. The comedians' Band-Aids charge. <laughs> they are not in it for the art. They're not like, like really band-aids, they're more like gauze. <laughs> and they just kind of hang there. They're to stop the bleeding. <laughs> they're after like, the, they're like, after no, the comedian tries to kill himself. <laughs> no intercourse, not even blowjobs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe we'll give you a ride home if it's on the way. Yeah. <laughs> I just like Uber. old man laughed yeah. into the microphone. Yeah, you did. Like, <laughs> Easy wheezy. <laughs> I sound like Ali Sheedy from our last <laughs> oh, sorry. All right. Uh, so he goes on the road with him, yep. drops everything and, and decides to just tour around with him on the bus gets like the full experience the almost uh, famous tour 1973 yeah um uh, what's the name of the bus i don't know they call it something Bessie? yeah something, something like, that. like that sure that makes sense um Bussy. <laughs> Bussy. <laughs> that's uh, what they should have called it's it. true I'm, I'm retroactively calling the bus bussy <laughs> well i think they named the airplane airplaney so it makes sense it's, <laughs> it's in their wheelhouse uh so he follows the band around, gets the full experience, but mostly tours with the Band-Aids, like stays with them in yeah, their hotel in the rooms. rooms. And, uh, well, I, I think that they stay in his room because well, kinda, he's yeah. been paid, you know, he, they paid for him sure. to follow He's got around. places to yeah. stay. They don't have to hunt. Yeah. And they and that girl that's, I'm clairvoyant when he's on the phone oh with his god, mom. Oh my god, I have her too. Oh, Your aura okay, is I'm purple. Sure <laughs> yes. William, this is Beth from Denver. She's one of the legendary original Band-Aids. She's clairvoyant. He's on the phone with his mom, so she hears all this. says, hi. She says, I can stay in your room. Sure. Great. I've got 
I love you. What? What? Your purple. Is purple. <laughs> Your aura is purple. Shut I miss up. you. God, I hate her. You. This is what's like I when we talk about clips. Yes. <laughs> they are. The guests are all pissed. Like, I just fucking want to hear the movie. Would you guys shut up? <laughs> no, that. Uh, what the hell was I going to say? That girl. <laughs> no, that's the only band aid that I do not like. That one. I just shut the fuck. Someone well, hit her with a shovel. You Jesus have multiple Christ. clips for band aids. I think that there's a theme here. Yeah, hey, I yeah. got multiple you clips like from everything. Band aids are your Lester e- bangs. Yeah. I've got multiple clips from uh, uh, Francis McDermott, too. Oh, well, sh- that's weird. Right? You go from the dick sucking chicks to the mom. Pronto? Can I speak with William, please? He's still down in the bar with the band. They just got back from the radio station. Is this Marianne with the pot? (laughs) Hello? No. (laughs) This is not Marianne with the pot. This is Elaine, his mother. Could you give William a message for me, please? Tell him to call home immediately and also tell him, I know what's going on. All right. Okay. But I'm just going to say this, and I'm going to stand by it. <laughs> you should be really proud of him. Because I know men, and I'll bet you do too. <laughs> he respects women, and he likes women. And let's just pause and appreciate a man like that. And you created him out of thin air. You know, you raised him right. He's having a great time. He's doing a good job. And don't worry, he's still a virgin. <laughs> and we're all looking out for him. You know? That's more than I've ever even said to my own parents. <laughs> so there you go. So there you go. There you go. This is a maid speaking, by the way. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines. <laughs> it's funny because... <laughs> it's funny. We got Casey's laugh uh, on record. That's the best. It's funny it's because full, she's... Full-blown sloth laugh. She's doing to the mom what she does to the musicians, too. Yes. She's like, it's going to be cool. Everything's going to be just fine. You created this thing out of thin air. Just like the music, and it's you're gonna get it out into the world. It's gonna do great things, and she's being very supportive of her, even though she does not agree with anything. Do you have the clip when, from later on in the movie when Russell's trying to do Talk this basic exact same tactic with the mom? With the mom? Yeah, he, I'm yes. sure he does. Hold on. Yeah, it's it's quite a ways down here, but yeah, here's this. Is, did you want to? We're well, just all front load it. Well, a well, lot. yeah, a, a little bit because this is. Uh, this is Russell going from being enveloped in a cool persona mm-hmm. to becoming authentic real quick. Yeah, like yeah. notched down a couple pegs yes, here, yeah. Man. Your charm doesn't work on me. I'm on to you. Oh, of course you like him. Well, yeah. He worships you people. Just uh, forewarn, I did have to clip out a few things. There's a lot of extended pauses, just like every clip. A lot of extended pauses I got rid of and then a few pieces of... Uh, dialogue that just didn't help the story at all. So I got rid of those two just to keep these kind of thinned down a little bit. And that's fine by you as long as he helps make you rich. Rich? <laughs> I don't think so. Listen to we me. Si- <laughs> He's a smart, good-hearted 15-year-old kid with like infinite bullshit. potential. 15. This is not some apron-wearing mother you're speaking to. I know all about your Valhalla decadence and I shouldn't have let him go. <laughs> He's not ready for your world of compromised values and diminished brain cells that you throw away like confetti. Am I speaking to you clearly? Yes, yes, ma'am. If you break his spirit, harm him in any way, keep him from his chosen profession, which is law, something you may not value, but I do, you will meet the voice at the other end of this telephone, and it will not be pretty. 
Do we understand each other? Ah, uh, yes, ma'am. I didn't ask for this role, but I'll play it. <laughs> Now go do your best. Go do your best. <laughs> even she. Be bold go, and go try trying. <laughs> Gerda said that it's not too late for you to become a person of substance, Russell. Please get my son home safely. Which, know, glad we spoke. which all comes around uh, to the end, too, which we'll get to that later on. But that conversation sort of bleeds into yes. later on when he finally does show up there at the end. But uh, I love her. Gosh, yeah. I love her. I think if you were going to be that kind of if if I was going to be a child in that kind of an environment, that's the type of yeah. mom that I would want that to be. Because obviously the alternative to that is you can't do anything. You can't be anything. You just listen to what I say and that's all yeah. you can do. Well, and Cameron Crowe, obviously this is taking over as his, his mom must be intelligent. Yeah. I mean, she's a college professor. Yes. And, yeah. and, you know, she's got a vernacular. Rock stars have kidnapped my son. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, wait a second. Sorry. Rock keep... stars have kidnapped my son. That's it. That was the whole clip. I just pulled that. And it's not a cameo, but the guy holding the pencil in the class is just <laughs> like, is that going to be on the test? Just, yeah. Well, the no. girl starts writing it down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> God, but, that girl was like, looked like she had been bawling her face off. I don't know. What maybe was, she got yelled at. By I think somebody. maybe, maybe uh, write better. Francis McDermott went after or something. <laughs> Do fake get writing out of my better. She's got a dark side. <laughs> So, um, okay, so like he's really gone. Writing. He's gone to see. You know, he's he's on the road. Yep. Um, what do we have coming up next, as far as you know, where they're at? Well, he's trying to get the interview. He wants the interview with um, Billy Crudup. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Russell. Mean, yeah, Russell. Yes. Yeah, he Greg wants Allman. Russell Hammond. He wants the interview with with <laughs> Russell Hammond and can't get it, and he keeps getting. Um, like, do not disturb. Uh, Go the fuck away. Well, I'm feeling no, too No, he honest. keeps getting the other guy, uh, Lee, whatever. Uh, oh, the, Jason Lee? Yeah, he keeps getting J- uh, Jeff Beebe. Is that yes. his name in the movie? Yeah. It used to be the Jeff Beebe band. Yeah, <laughs> and he's wearing his own Jeff Beebe shirt. <laughs> I love it. It makes me so happy. Um, so well, he keeps trying to free. get him. Sure yeah, free. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's got to wear something. Uh, but yeah, he can't get uh, him alone. He wants to get an interview with Billy Crudup by himself and doesn't want to deal with the rest of the band because clearly there's not like well, he tries like, to get a the face guy yeah which, and he's becoming that which is becoming a problem which i think we probably have a clip about we do uh <laughs> hold on let's get through this one first real quick and then we'll get there in a second what's up w- one thing i didn't notice about when he's trying to get into russell's uh hotel room is that uh he does flip the do not disturb yes. sign around to the maid because sign. He, yeah, because he's jealous he doesn't like that he's Penny, Penny Lane. Lane. Yep. Right, but then later on in the movie, Russell duct tapes, tapes the do not ever, disturb. Ever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's he's, he's on to so his trick. Like, he bought duct tape for that. <laughs> Went and found it. Got I'm it from sure. a roadie. Yeah. Dick, he's, he's the gotta explain, manager. He's got to explain duct tape in his luggage <laughs> for that. I'm <laughs> sure rock stars have asked for way worse. <laughs> What is it? Fiftieth uh, brown M and M's. A fishbowl filled with brown M and M's. I beat a man to death with, with his own shoes. It's a big Bengal tiger. Are that, these quotes from the movie? No. Yeah, yes. <laughs> not this movie. No, not was, this movie. I was like, I don't remember that scene. That's a whole. <laughs> that's a whole other story altogether. Together. <laughs> I had to beat them to death with their own shoes. Uh, so he Some finally. Some of our does, audience might know this. Yeah, maybe. He finally does it's round up. a teaser up for a future episode. <laughs> Russell and tries to uh, tries to get the interview with him and gets this instead. Look, uh, fuck. I trust you, so I'm just going to lay this right on you. Just make us look cool. I 
will quote you warmly and accurately. Well, that's what I'm worried about. You see, some of us, we got girlfriends back home, you know? Some of us have wives. And some of the people that you meet on the road are really amazing people. Like you so you'll notice in this clip specifically that there's like Skinner playing in the background. And as he's talking, it just clips out big chunks of that song. I wasn't listening. I was too busy looking at the amount of tea that Casey has drank since we got here. <laughs> and, uh, and I also imagine the size of the bladder that is inside Casey. I'm good. And the amount we, of tea. We don't need to break. Like there's like a gallon of tea and like half of it's gone. <laughs> Um, Casey, Casey's on the keto diet right now. Yep, it's it's two quarts. Um, and we we brought him so cookies. <laughs> yeah, I made the mistake of offering I'm, the guest cookies. Here, eat these. We I'm, promise I'm, you won't I'm, shit your brains out after. I'm uh, contemplating falling off the wagon for those cookies. They look they <laughs> no, look delicious. Casey, don't. Anyways, sorry, sorry, sorry. Back to the movie. I just uh, them all. Yeah, so you'll find that there's a bunch Plug of Master Strikes again. <laughs> Apparently that was an inadvertent plug for the keto diet. Sorry, Casey. Uh, if that uh, we're plugging tea, yeah, and keto. it's pure um, leaf, unsweetened black tea, barfarama. Gross. Yeah, uh, it's like that when you first drink it, but after you haven't had, I haven't had regular soda for now for a couple of weeks. I haven't had so. soda at all since January twelfth. I think. I mean, I'm eating cookies and other trash. But you know what I mean? You got to start somewhere, guys. We are Sorry. nearly at an hour, okay. and we need to get through oh. some of these clips. Oh, okay. Hold so, on. Okay, so we just got through that well, one. Hold on. No, this is the rest of that one oh, for Jesus a minute. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, well. Yeah. But some of the stuff that happens, it's good for a few people to know about as opposed to, say, a million people. Yeah, we're, we're setting up the say? fact that yeah. uh, he's doing bad things, things, and he doesn't want everybody to know about it. You see everything. Most people, they're just waiting to talk, but you listen. See, I grew up with these guys. I can't play all that I can play. We're almost in an hour, and this clip is long as musicians. <laughs> but the more popular we get, the bigger their houses get, the more responsibilities, the pressure, you know. And the harder it gets for me to walk out on them. All right, so that's good enough. So that just shows how, like, he thinks that he's above the band. He's egotistical. No, well, it's he not is egotistical. Above the band. He yes, is. Yes, yes. deserved, deserved. Yeah, you know. he's will. He's ready to like break off from this but and move on to something else. That's because there's buds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, okay, but you get a little glimpse in the fact that he has opportunity that the the rest of the band doesn't have. It also shows some, uh, he's got some humanity in him, yeah, too. He's not he's just like, like a golden just god. just look cool, man. Yeah, he wants very much to look cool, and he also wants very much to not have his, like, flaws brought yeah. out. He doesn't want his wife to know no. what he's doing Ex-wife, on the road. That is also his girlfriend. Sure, yeah. Which why complicate that? Right. right. Like, did they really? Wait, have it's to... an it's an ex wife yes. and girlfriend. No, situation? it's his ex wife that is, is now, now his, his girlfriend. Girlfriend. They had originally been married, broke up, and now got back. At one point, they were broken up, and that's when Jason Lee. Almost, no, almost, almost. they weren't on a break. They were they having were... the summer of no rules. No rules. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And he uh, went after their. It didn't Leslie. count. Yeah, it didn't count. Which she's a bitch. Yeah. Fuck that lady. Yeah, fuck her. Well, they made her unlikable as possible yes. because... Because Penny Lane is so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. The scene where Penny Lane is dancing alone yes. in that open uh, venue with After just the, yeah, shit the, all over uh-huh. the ground and everything, and she's just dancing around by herself, that, like, her, like, free spirit is just... Yes, it's so poetic. ...displayed throughout, and yeah, it's crazy. That's... uh uh, Cameron Crowe's well, right? it's Cameron Crowe's favorite part of the movie. Like it it's is. his, it's his favorite clip that, or like his favorite. Does he part say why? 
No, I just think it's mostly that. It's just the free spirit and the really getting like because there's music playing and it really puts you into that whole vibe oh, of the so awesome. And it's you know Kate. Hudson She's just and, so free yeah. and positive. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the whole movie is trying to drive home the point of you should be a free spirit. You shouldn't care about being as authentic as you can yeah. be because that's William's mom and that's sort of freaky and that's going <laughs> to weird people out if you're that rooted to reality and you're that concerned with realism you're that authentic but you don't want to be uh as cool as penny lane because then you yeah. overdose on quaaludes right. <laughs> it's a bad time and it's you're a balance gonna... of not trying you want to be yeah. cool but you want to not try to be cool you want to be lester banks you yeah. you want to you want to be lester <laughs> banks and you want to be penny lane but the version that doesn't give blowjobs i think I think those people are both like Lester Bangs knows his role. He understands yes, what he's there for. And so does Penny. She understands what I mean. She sort of strays from that. And that's where the conflict comes in. Well, but she's, she's very comfortable with what she is to this whole movie. Do you think that Lester the, Bangs is just kind of on his way out? And that's why he says Rock is dead because he himself is old and he lived until 83. Oh, OK. He was supposed to be in his 20s in this movie. Oh, well, he only lived into his 30s then because yeah. 83 was only 10 years after no, his yeah, movie he, was made. He, he, he died in his early 30s. Well, Did he, he had drugs? the flu. So, it, but he, Oh, yeah. No, he would... When, when yeah, the, the scene where, what, the scene where uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's talking about doing copious amounts of drugs as Lester Bangs is kind of sad, seeing as in real life... That's what happened that to Philip Seymour. That's, yeah. That, yeah, you wouldn't guess that actor. by watching the movie, though. Like, no, he just seems like with it. Although he talks about doing speed. Yeah. And, and, and cough syrup. Cough syrup, yeah. But you stay up all night and run. But when you watch Capote, you don't think he's a heroin addict either. <laughs> right. Yeah, God, because that's sad. Okay, I see the irony now of what you were talking about. The fact that he talks about doing copious amount of drugs as a character, but that was his life, actually. Yeah, he probably was at that time. He didn't. Doing, yeah, he only had to be on set for four days to get into character for Lester Banks. Yeah, it wasn't right. a huge adjustment. Right. Yeah, he'd been working his way up to it for a while, I bet. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been uh, practicing for this character for years. <laughs> All right, and here's where... Uh, so you run into this, too. Sometimes you run into this as a comedian where you go to a venue or you go to a show and it's just and someone shit. heckles you. It's just... No, like the venue itself is just pure trash or the promoter is awful or... Uh, you know, just bad things happen and you, there's no control over it. You're there to do your job. And if Kill you can't. every Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Harvey's. Where's great. that? Is that Harvey's upstairs? Harvey's comedy? upstairs. Team upstairs. <laughs> Team upstairs. Um, I'm just kidding. You guys are great. So no, it's actually better to do it in the middle. People might not listen to the whole thing and then get, that's what, Matt's going to punch me. I keep cutting him off. As often as possible. Hold on. Look at the vein Sorry. in his head. <laughs> He's like, So when you can't talking. do the shit that you're supposed to do, it, it upsets you as a performer and as a uh, musician, as a comedian and so on. I was trying to relate this to being a comedian uh, for, for Casey, you know, like having to go to places and you're just at the mercy of the venue when shit like what happens in the movie goes down where he gets electrocuted and they just bail on the gig and they leave, and that's where Mark Marin shows up and screams his line. So I'm about to play that clip. I was just trying to set up that clip. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Good, good job setting up that clip. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry Now I feel like Francis McDermott. The family whistle. Yeah. Clip, yeah. clip has been set up. <laughs> you better fucking like this clip, people. Oh, this is the best set up clip of all time. Lock the gates on these fuckheads. Where's my goddamn car? She says to tell you, I know what's going on. So I'll see you guys in Tobago, okay? 
something like that at it. Had to flip out some. You want to buy a gate? Do they ever explain why one of their friends is foreign? Like the the manager, the manager guy? No, I don't think so. Do they, just, they're, they're from Michigan. No one. That's not. Oh, by the way, Stillwater, a uh, Michigan-born band. Yeah, apparently. Right. Well, uh, you know, Stillwater is not a real band. Oh, there was a real Stillwater, though. There was an actual band in the seventies called Stillwater, and they had to ask their permission. Yes, they did. They had to ask their permission to that's use the name. Steel Bud, that's not still Bud Light. <laughs> We lost one. We poured one out for uh, <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. All over the floor. I'm sure he'd appreciate that it was Bud Light and not like... <laughs> not a bag full of heroin. Yeah. Or anything. Right? Yeah. The uh, the, like, still, the Stillwater was a uh, like a compilation of all the different bands that Crow ran into on his travels. But yes, a real band. Had, but then they did have to pay them. They weren't going to do it for free, they said. Yeah. they Well, they, they had to ask permission to do it. And then, uh, yeah, the band sort of read the script or whatever, figured out what it was and let him do it, I guess. So, Yeah, so that uh, happened there. We, sorry, we had a mishap with a Bud Light on the ground, and so now everything's sort of happening. Oh, and there goes a train, so that's exciting. We're back in Kalamazoo oh, yes. again. I forgot to say that. We're, We're uh, back on location with the trains. Yeah. <laughs> and some Keeping ambience. the train going. Uh, yeah, so they go... Uh, what's up? Oh no, we're gonna go right through. All right, yeah, okay, okay, all right. There, yeah, there'll be multiple probably. Yeah. Um. So they go to that uh, gig and they get electrocuted and then they leave and they buy the gate. Apparently, whatever. Just showing you life on the road. Things happen. It's but it's fun. They had fun with it. You know, bad things happen. Uh. And then they get to their next gig and the promoter comes in or their manager comes in with the shirts. Uh. And that's where all hell starts to break loose in the band. It just starts to fall apart from the inside out. T-shirt uh, is everything. Yeah, it is. I'm gonna go grab a towel. I get people off. I look for the one guy who isn't getting off, and I make him get off. Actually, that you can print. I thought that was print. the band job. Right? Yeah. And yet, why do I always end up feeling like I'm a joke to you? Look, you want to pretend this isn't going to be a very big band? Well, it is! You call yourself a leader of this band, but your direction allowed this t-shirt when you allowed Dick to manage us. Because he's your friend. Don't you see, man? The t-shirt... Is everything. All right, is it my turn now? Because I think we should, for once, say what we really mean. Oh, this is the part where you quit. Right, I'm so predictable. Deal with it. And let me just say what nobody else wants to say to you. Your looks have become a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Which, they all look relatively the same. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Um, The not drummer, the other guy. Is he just the bass player, I guess? Must the, be. He kind of looks like a weird, like, plastic Val Kilmer from, like, back in the <laughs> 80s. Larry something. Yeah. He's a weird dude. Yeah. Uh, and then He's he gets, the one that couldn't grow a beard. <laughs> does he do the interview? <laughs> does he do the interview with the bass player? Because he asks him what what the chemistry is without him. Uh, he's like, if you were part of the, if you weren't part of the band, what would be missing or whatever? And he's like, the bass. Right? Like he, <laughs> I, I don't play remember the bass. that part. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't interview. I don't think anyone does. That's the exact problem with that guy. <laughs> I think, no, you're right. I think the best part of that whole clip is at the very end where he reaches, like, they all leave. 
And then William comes in and he snags the t-shirt off the back. He of the- steals everything. <laughs> like he takes a bunch like ice buckets and uh, matchbooks and all kinds of nonsense from his travels. And just carries it all with him. Yeah. Well, because he, he said, he mentioned that he wasn't sure when they were going to get sent home. Like he didn't know when it would be over. So he just carried it all with him the whole time. And- but I mean, like you have so much space in your luggage when you leave. How <laughs> right. you're either dumping stuff to carry but he was You're, keeping ice buckets. Like he had multiples yeah, in that bag. How, how do you do that? That's how, so stupid. I mean, I guess I guess you're not going through TSA. You're right. just staying on the bus. Yeah. Well, until well. they fly the plane. Yeah, but even then, I mean, it was the 70s and who gives a shit, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so they go, uh, they have the fight yeah. and then Russell wants to just leave mm-hmm. uh, and go find real, real people. people. He wants to see everything that's real. He doesn't want to do. Yeah, doesn't want to deal with anything that's not real. And they find those kids... Uh, they're in Cleveland, I think. Uh, real Topeka people. Topeka. Topeka. There yeah. You go. We're just, we're just some real Topeka people who are 15. <laughs> yeah. Driving a weird ass <laughs> Volkswagen van. And it's like straight there, out of Daisy Confused. There's a scene on the street where there's like nothing but Volkswagen vans. Yeah. And I wasn't alive in the 70s, but that seems like you're overdoing the ratio. Yeah, there were, maybe. There were other cars still. <laughs> they had, a, they talked to a motor club and, and that's what they came up with. We just so, need a bunch of vehicles from the 70s and, that's Vehicles in the 70s, we'll just give you a bunch of vans. Because <laughs> everyone was doing drugs and having sex. All right. So they go to that party and it sets up. Uh, he sti- uh, decides to start doing uh, psychedelics and whatnot. And there's a there's acid, acid in the, in the red cups. And the yeah, in the cups. red cups. Yeah. No, oh, I thought it was the white cups. It was red cups. Oh, okay. Well, he drains that one. <laughs> yeah, he does. And then we get Bad this. Idea. He's okay. He is on acid, though. I I can't really tell. How do you know when it's kicked in? I like that that's the concern. And you can tell Rolling Stone magazine that my last words were I'm on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> We should work on those last words. Okay. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. So stupid. I got it. I got it. This is better. Last words. I dig music. I dig music. <laughs> and they're like, eh. yeah, that'll work. I'm on drugs. <laughs> Just come on down, and we'll go back to the hotel. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and everyone's like, Joe. Well, wouldn't you be? You would be cheering for him to jump. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah, I totally And that was all based on a true story. Dwayne Allman jumped from the third floor of a travel lodge in San Francisco. Jesus. And then he, they wanted him to do it again, and he almost did, but they said that the guy that owned the place came out shaking his fists. <laughs> Get off my lawn. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so that happens. They finally talk him uh, back to the band. He was going to quit. I heard the flower. I love that part when he's like still coming off of his drugs and he oh, walks yeah. out to the driveway and he pulls the flower. Oh. Never mind, sorry. <laughs> no, it's all Back right. Back on task. I think I think I know the next clip you're about to play. Is it, is it the bus scene? Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. It's my favorite non-Lester Bangs scene. <laughs> okay. It's, it's it is the, so I almost didn't pull it just because I'm like it's a crowd of people. Do it's, it. it's Lester Bangless, yeah, but, but it's still <laughs> got some bang. <laughs> That's For a, your I, butt. My life is Lester Bangless. <laughs> <laughs> Go home. Count the headlights on the highway. 
You guys think it was foreshadowing that the drummer was the first one to start in on Tiny Dancer? No. Because of his re- revelation on the plane. Oh, you no, think? it wasn't the drummer. I don't think it was yeah, Larry. Well, well, he was. He was. Yeah, he was in the back of the bus drumming it out. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. Um, but the, the beauty of that scene is how they all one by one join in. Yeah, yeah. it's like they've forgiven each other. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's music brought them together. I saw this in the theater, and it was incredible. I remember that part vividly. Yeah. Uh, the budget. Oh, and I had never heard Tiny Dancer. Really? No, that's fun. Yeah. I swear to God. I had never heard Tiny Dancer. This was 2000. So Tiny I, Dancer, if you've never heard it, would sound like a fucking weird song. Like, it's just all high-pitched and crazy yeah. and just like, wow. I but, remember that I yeah. yeah I had never heard it. I'm like, that huh. is so cool. Okay, sorry. Budget? No. the uh, So the standard budget for music for a, a film usually is right around, like, the he was saying for his movies is around $1.5 million. And for this movie in particular, they uh, the budget for music was $3.5 million. That they I mean, paid I think out. You have to. Interesting. Yeah, to get well, there apparently there's over 50 songs that yeah. are played at some point or another in this movie. So he had to purchase the rights to all of those films. And yeah, I know the film's whole budget was 60 million dollars, and it actually only made 47.4 million. So it was a bust. Budget. It was a well, flop. The yeah. thing is, this was a, a passion project for Crow, and a lot of the cases when it's a passion project, you put so much into yeah, it. Yeah, because you don't want to leave anything out. Right, and it, it becomes a money drain, but it's just. Yeah, it's for you. Yeah. Like it's just it was his. So Kate Hudson won awards. Did he win awards? Yes, uh, so, he won award. I think Kate Hudson was nominated, but he won for best original screenplay. That that's year. that's what yeah. you. I know, right? It's so it's worth acclaimed. it. Yeah, he basically that's, that's paid, what you're spending the extra money. Yeah, he on. paid twenty million dollars to win An best Oscar. original screenplay, which I'm sure he probably didn't pay shit. The producers well, did. I'm but, sure that yeah. kind of ramped him up into the stratosphere as far as people wanting to work with well, him. Well, and, and he did. You know, he was already. He didn't have to do this movie. He had right. done. You know, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, uh, Say Anything, Singles, Jerry Maguire. Like he had already. You know, he yeah. made his money. And this he was, talked about this film and what the the parts of the movie that meant as much to him as uh, he he based it off of like the moment in Jerry Maguire when uh is it Lipnicky whatever that little kid's name is mm-hmm. uh kisses Jerry Maguire on the cheek and like like loves him yeah and you see um whatever her name is uh I know who you're talking about Z- uh, Renee, Renee Zellweger is yeah. watching from the other room and like watches it happen and the look on her face of seeing her son like go yeah. to him or whatever uh and the amount of emotion that that whole scene brought together like that's the type of shit that he's looking for to capture in his movies and um every scene with kate hudson is that or like well, when i agree the um when he she finds out that she had been sold to humble pie and she's got that tear rolling yes, down her and cheek then she and asks, like and then she just says what kind of beer, beer? Yeah. and i'm like god i want to be you just sloughs I want it to, off like, like it doesn't matter everything about her like you are obviously like completely enamored with her well, yeah the the other uh response to that would just be being destroyed and letting it get to you and yeah. not being not going to Morocco. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, staying home. So yeah. that, the yeah. her, her her asking what kind of beer is her going to Morocco. Yeah. yeah. Her just like kind of blowing it off like I'm not gonna let it hurt me. Sure. Um so let's just say for let's say she didn't it wasn't Kate Hudson. Is there anyone else that you would choose for that role? Either of you? Like is there anyone in, in the if you say Andy McDowell, I will punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of hard to retroactively go back 18 years. Well, it and doesn't even have to be back would... then. Yeah, it could be now. Do you think anybody would do it as good of a job as she does? And it's okay to say no. 
Yeah, this is going to be a lot of dead air yeah, as I try true. to figure yeah. out. Yeah, maybe maybe like Alison Brie. Who's sure. that? Uh, she's on Glow. Right she's now, on right? Glow. She was on Community. She's in everything. She's she's ubiquitous. Sure. Uh, no, I have no idea. I'm gonna have to uh, Google her while you guys talk. About <laughs> you probably won't know her unless you know her from those right. specific things. No. But she's out there. She's okay. Around, but although although she's she always she usually plays the uptight character. I guess sure. so. Maybe yeah. not the best pick for her. Yeah, it's got to be somebody who's like a, f- a free-flowing sort of spirit animal type person, and I just don't know. That was, I mean, Kate Hudson was great. Like, that's... Yeah, no, like, I, I yeah, let's not try to recast a sure. movie, but... Maybe Anna Paquin. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, then my other, the other thing I was thinking when I heard that, the clip with the jumping off, and what would, like, you want your last words to be? Mom drugs. <laughs> I dig music. Yeah, I dig comedy. Uh, I, <laughs> Harvey's upstairs. <laughs> team uh, upstairs. That's team it. upstairs. <laughs> team team jumping off stairs. <laughs> uh, Harvey's upstairs comedy every Wednesday. <laughs> Plugmaster. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that was just my question. Um, those. Yeah. Those are the two characters. Like that was the one character that I was like, who could we put in there? Because really, the rest of them are interchangeable. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, I don't know. Patrick Fugit does a really good job. Yes. I really super don't good. know. And yeah. he's got the baby face, yeah. and he, you can tell. And he is. He's somebody you would trust. Um. And I I watched the like the making of this. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it would pair him with pictures of Cameron Crowe as a you as know a, as young, a fifteen year old kid. Uh, and it, I mean, it was right on. Like it was, it was cool. They have a bunch of black and white pictures of him with other bands yeah. and stuff, and it's just got the same vibe to it. So I liked him as a choice for that for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. So with uh, Jesus, what was I going to say? Well, we were. I'm sorry, I interrupted you with no. those questions. Um. So we're moving through the movie. We've done the I am a golden god. We've done the um, whole like tiny dancer. Yeah. So now everybody's kind of back, and he still hasn't gotten his interview. Um, he's still getting turned away. Yeah. Still getting turned away. And he, uh, he's now under like full protect, uh, Penny Lane mode. Yes. Uh, he has gone to the poker game and found out what happened. Uh, they sold got, her for a case of beer. It's a humble pie. Yep. Um, and cause she can't go to New York. The idea was that because his wife is in New York, yeah. she wasn't going to be able to go anywhere. None of the girls were because yeah. all their girlfriends, everybody was, yeah. Yeah. So they were going to send her away and she found out it was her birthday, right? Like didn't. Uh, they had know. that little party in the tent outside or whatever, and there was a cake. I think it was her birthday. Uh, that, that's when she found it. They had her bags all packed and like waiting for her. Mm-hmm. And she realized, well, they weren't going to let me go with her. Uh, fucking, what's his name? Uh, the new agent, the new. Oh, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon <laughs> said, uh, he, he went up to her and told her he wishes there was more room on the plane, like letting oh. her know that. Yeah, she wasn't not, gonna be able to go. Fly with us. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. So, and then this scene happens I was, after. I was hoping there'd be more room for you. Yeah. His, mm. his name is Hope. Plug <laughs> <laughs> <God>, master. <laughs> well, I know he wants me there. Wake up! Don't go to New York. Why are you yelling at me? I thought we were going to Morocco. There is no Morocco. There's never been a Morocco. There's not even a Penny Lane. I don't even know your real name. If I ever met a man in the real world who looked at me the way you just looked at me... When and where does this real world occur? I mean, I am really confused here. All these rules and all these sayings and nicknames. She doesn't live in the real world. Never. You're too sweet for rock and roll. I don't know why I said never. (laughs) Sweet? Never does she do that. Where do you get off? 
Where do you get sweet? I am dark and mysterious and pissed <laughs> off, and I could be very dangerous to all of you. I am not sweet, and you should know that about me. I am the enemy. Look, you should be happy for me. You don't know what he says to me in private. Maybe it is love, as much as it can be for somebody... Who sold you to Humble Pie for 50 bucks in a case of beer? I was there. Woof. I was there. On her expression is so um, gut-wrenching. Yeah. What kind of beer? As she wipes, like, that one tear yeah, out of her cheek. Yeah, that's tough, man. Yeah. So that was what I was... I remembered what I was going to ask you. Uh, other than Lester Banks, who is the star of this movie? I mean, I I really do think it's Penny Lane. Kate Hudson is Penny Lane. Yeah. Uh, she steals it. That's why. Sure. Yeah. I don't think she was supposed to be. I think Mill, like William Miller, was supposed to be. Right. Yeah. Well, where I, do you actually? I think that's on purpose. I think that he's supposed to sort of be this vessel that's been incubated in nothing but his mother's love and attention and a very authentic atmosphere, and then he's dumped into this yeah. weird world where mm-hmm. stuff just. It's all happening to him. Yeah. That's when they're saying it's all happening. Th- things are happening. You weren't actively doing things. It's around you. Everything is happening yeah. around you, whether you you like it or not. Yeah. Which, f- from a writing standpoint, I think is actually one fault of William's characters. He never does anything. Yeah. Things happen to him to for him. the whole movie. But he doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything outside of call somebody when... There's a voice of reason, but outside of doing that, he doesn't really mm-hmm. do much. Everyone else is jumping off of buildings and overdosing on quaaludes <laughs> sure. and uh, getting shocked and fighting over T-shirts. He's sort of just the wallflower watching all of it, but that's his he's the ex- job. Yeah, but he's the excuse for everything to happen. Right. He's the cog in that yeah. machine, though, because he's the one that gets them to the cover of Rolling Stone, and he's the one that pushes Penny... To the brink uh, to get or to go after the Quaaludes. And so he's integral in the story. He's the entire reason she's on the tour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah she, she wouldn't have followed he, yeah, without him. You he were was her excuse. Yeah. So he has a responsibility there, kind of, too, whether he realizes that or not when he goes back to like help her um, after she runs back to the hotel. But it to me, this movie is composed of these different characters that are all this, just different pieces of, of a person. Like yeah. in the, the bear, like there's the free spirit, there's the the artist in the band and, and specifically in Russell uh, that's, that just wants to be cool and wants to, you know. And then there's Lester, who's the mentor, trying to keep things on the right track there's the mom she's like the conscience yeah and who's just too into like controlling yeah keeping everything on the straight and narrow and, and i think it's interesting when she has her breakdown and she's on the phone with him and she's like was i not fun was i not cool yeah. did i not do the right thing was yeah. i too focused on being rigid with you which sure. is like, funny because that's how she was with anita she just didn't give a shit right yeah it's and weird then, because she's self-aware like she yeah. knows what she's doing but still insists on doing it anyway but why why did she care when anita did it but then she didn't care when maybe Probably she, because she, she didn't pushed want him away. to leave yeah yeah she lost one well and she other. lost one early yeah she's like you know don't i get three more years with you technically because yeah. he's only 15 sure but she raised him to be older she freaking lied about his age right yeah but I, I do. She stole his uh, adolescence. The, the idea is if she can cooperate with him until he's 18, 
she'll have a relationship with yeah. him as an adult, which she where she she yeah. does not yes. have with Anita. Yeah, so yes. that's until prob- the end, which is nice. When when there's the the hug. <laughs> Um, so they go through that scene. Um, Penny still decides to come with, she goes with a different band to come mm-hmm. to New York, uh, because she's there in the restaurant. With Zeppelin, right? Yeah. I think she goes, or no, it must've been with Humble Pie. Humble Pie, I think. But no, no she, they weren't going to New York. Yeah. They left and stayed with some of the other. Yeah. I think she Barenthal. had a bunch of partial. Yeah. Jay Barenthal comes by and he's like, Led Zeppelin's here. Also yeah. Penny Lane, but Led Zeppelin. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they find out in the restaurant, uh, he got the call that they are going to be the cover story. And, uh, Penny shows up at the restaurant and they all try to take, uh, ownership of mm-hmm. Penny. Is that the, it's okay to tell the band cover story call? Cause there's two yes. different yeah. calls about the cover story. There's one where he's like, don't tell the band, but then there's no, one they're like it. ignoring him and he's like, Hey, Hey, Hey. And then finally, yeah. just, well, hold on. It's okay. right here. Cause I think that's part of this too. You're going to be on the cover of Rolling Stone. Are you serious? The cover of Rolling Stone. And we made it together. Barely. And they don't just put somebody with one little hit on the cover of Rolling Stone fucking magazine, man! Damn it, I'm gonna enjoy this. When I first bought the magazine, the Beatles were on the cover. The Beatles. Four of them, four of us. We take all kind of pills and give us all kind of thrills, but the thrill we never know. What's the thrill that'll get you when you get your picture on the cover of a Rolling Stone? <laughs> the Dr. Hook classic. I find it interesting that the first Rolling Stone he ever bought as a musician was with the Beatles, and this is 1973. Mm. So it would have been 10 years yeah, prior. Yeah, 10 years prior. 10 years prior. Well, what? He's like 30, 64, so he wasn't It would have been nine years prior. He wasn't buying Rolling Stone until you he was... You assume he's 30, then? I would think oh, he's... I think he was supposed I'm, to be younger I'm, than I think that. he was meant to be younger yeah. than I'm that. I'm thinking like late 20s, early 30s, no? Mm, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. They did have the band... I mean, it's their third album, so they've obviously been established for a while. Uh, that was another thing, too. I mean, it matters at the end. I'll Hopefully, I'll remember that uh, <laughs> when we get to that last clip, but... Um, I'll just, I'll just hold up three so I remember <laughs> no, it's, well, the third it's, album. it's the album I don't know why it's important yeah. to remember but I'll try um, I'll try to help so they get told they're, so they're like flying high they're the greatest of all time they got put on the cover of Rolling or they're going to be put on the cover of Rolling Stone uh, and then Dick right the manager goes mm-hmm. over to talk to Penny to be like you can't be here Go because yeah. everyone clearly knows that she's there to see him Russell uh, because, Russell. because uh, when she because Leslie, Leslie sees her and she goes who's she with and everyone but russell says she's She's with with me me. yeah Yeah. they all claimed her to try to keep uh it under wraps for him but it clearly did not work uh so he goes and talks to her and then she storms off uh and then both russell and william stand up Uh, russell clearly can't leave it would wouldn't work out well for him (laughs) so william follows her uh finds out where she's staying and then we come to this scene under the name Ru- uh, Emily Rugburn. Emily Rugburn. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice pull. Um, so he uh, goes up to the room and finds her, and she has clearly taken an entire bottle of Quaaludes that was left to her by uh, Feruza. Uh, no, yeah, the uh, Sapphire. Yeah. Yep. And uh, this is what we get from that. Wake up. Oh, wow. Well, now that I have your attention, 
It's a very weird uh, scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you've heard this before, and I've never said this to anybody. Well, nobody who didn't legally have to say it <laughs> back to me, but, uh, oh, God, I why am Sapphire I so nervous? I got those from Cosby. You'll never remember this. <laughs> I love you. It's the and 70s. I'm about to boldly go where many men have gone before. <laughs> <laughs> What's a jello? There's there's a quaalude charge sexual assault going on. That's what we're doing. Good girl. That's the visual gag we're doing. I think he's just trying to keep her awake. He's just trying to do his best to keep her Oh, sure. Yeah. Yes, you do. Tell us what you talk. Yeah. This is awful. They do such a good job filming this part, though, when they just show her feet and how. Yeah, it's chaos. I don't mind that part as much as I mind, but it's time to go all Brock Turner on this. Like, that's. Yeah. I don't think he was trying to be so No, I don't creepo. think there's more but innocence to him. What's there. crazy is during that they start pumping her stomach yes. and the song My Sharia Moore starts playing uh-huh. and like love is in his eyes. Uh-huh. Like he's like I am connected with this woman now. Ugh. I've professed my love to her. So he's clearly mm, like, I think that he's just watching and he's afraid and he does love her but yeah. it's not like he's not like all happy that he kissed her. She's just ralphing into the tub. I don't know, man. I think he's like finally like cuz it's a moment I for him. Her before that. Like, yeah. that's a big moment mm. for him in his life. And I think yeah, it I shows know. him growing as a man and being, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's a thing. But, but I do want to know, like, do all hotels have doctors in case rock and roller, <laughs> right. like, overdose? Like Maybe. I don't know. I guess it depends on the hotel. I assume if you go to the right yeah. type of hotel. Well, was yeah. that when they were in the special? That yeah. wasn't the special celebrity hotel, Yeah, right? I think it was because yeah. she called it the best hotel. No, because this was, I thought that that was w- the last one. I think that might have been when they were in Cleveland. Yeah, I think you're right. Because she wasn't sense. supposed to be at this one. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know. Just crazy. Um, and then, so we move from that to the, uh, yeah, cause the, uh, Russell and her were still hooking up in the yeah. celebrity hotel. So yeah. that's different hotel. I can't, I think of that fucking guy's name, the, the new manager guy, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Jimmy Fallon comes in and, uh, my screen went blank. Hold on. Uh, Jimmy Fallon comes in and takes over for the band and brings the plane with him. So they get on the plane so they can do more gigs because they lost so much money on the last or on the tour because they had to pay for the gate. And if they had stayed at the gig, they could have sued the promoter yeah. and made a bunch of their money back. But now they're underwater and they need to make more money. So they have to do more gigs. And here comes the plane. Uh, and then the plane, the plane, uh, hits some rough turbulence here. Maybe I never said this enough. I love all of you. I once hit a man in Dearborn, Michigan. Hit and run. Dearborn, Michigan. I hit him. Is Cameron Crowe from Michigan? Because there's lots of Michigan shout-outs. Yeah, I don't know. And a day goes by and I don't see his face. I love you all, too. You're like family to me. Especially since it's part of that family. Listen, fellas, I just want you to know if I took an extra dollar or two here and there, it's, it's because I knew I'd earned it. Yeah, I slept with Martin, didn't I did, too. <laughs> I believe it's a little broke up. Me, too. I like how they all decide to...
throw her away. She almost died last night while you were with Bob Dylan. You guys Bob are Dylan. talking about the fans, the fans, the fans. She was the biggest fan. And you threw her away. And if you yeah. can't see that, that's your biggest problem. And I love her. I love her. Fuck it. I remember watching that in the theater, and I remember that being my favorite part. Yeah. It still is, I think. It's a lot of tension builds, and they filmed it well. Mm-hmm. Like, they shot it well. Uh, super chaotic. A lot of rustling around. It was it was fun to watch. But it when was, you go back and watch it, that, the drummer, like, is never with any chicks. Yeah. And that, and I think totally that's his sense. only line. Is that his only line in the movie? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Fuck it, I'm gay. I think they do. Well, I think later on, too, when they talk about... The stuff uh, that they were going to put in the magazine, I think he pipes up too and says something. Yeah, he might. But it's, I don't know. But it's sure. just like the guy that or, says, finally the truth comes out. Yeah. And the, like, he's got like three lines in the whole movie. Yeah, well, well they the, did that. They focus with on him. two band members, which is enough because there's a lot of characters <laughs> yeah, in this movie. That's true. It does perpetuate the fact that like no one gives a shit about the, the drummer band. or yeah. about the, the bass player. Like they're just interchangeable and can be swapped out at exactly. any moment. Like yeah. the band aids are more personable yeah. than like the rest of the they band. They are more necessary. They're more character development. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, bass players this and drummers. This is talking anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you could get angry bass players and drummers writing in. Like. I don't know, though. The bass players, I mean, other than maybe like Flea. you just like, worried I that they like, can't write? Is that what you're no, saying? No, yeah, I feel yeah, like Yeah, well, who are we kidding? The bass players and drummers aren't writing anything. <laughs> I feel like bass... On their cricket phone? <laughs> pay bass, as you go? <laughs> bass players specifically, like, like, oh, I don't know how to play guitar. Oh, that's okay. I'll play the bass. Like, sorry <laughs> yeah. to bass players, but isn't that like the first guitar you learn how to play? Sure. Because you just have to do like yeah. a little bit of most of the in most cases, if you can play the guitar, you can play the bass, but it doesn't necessarily transfer the other way. Like if you can play the bass, right. you can't play the guitar That's necessarily. I mean. So yeah, yeah. Like there are a few good bass players out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, but for the most part, oh, what do you play? I play the bass. Oh, you just really couldn't play <laughs> anything else. I got you. Bass community, send your uh, questions and comments. <laughs> yeah. to- you can reach us at uh, another episode podcast at gmail dot com, and you can just direct those directly at Mandy. Yeah, I'll take them. Pass those right along. Bring to her. it on, <laughs> all you Andy McDowell lovers, you big gum little you teeth have, lovers, you Andy McDowell rods out there. All right, so they uh, they go through the confession thing in the airplane, uh, and then they, that's when the only true currency bit actually happens. So we'll hit yeah. that again just for the sake of doing it. Uh, hey, hey, go ahead. This bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. This is my advice to you. I know you think these guys are your friends. If you want to be a true friend to them, be honest and un. Merciful, honest and unmerciful. So he is. He writes the the article how he wanted to write it. Uh, he gets back first, it's and he says it's a thick piece about yeah. uh, <laughs> a band struggling to succeed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he uh, sends all of his work. They tell him send it over immediately. So he sends he it through. Was it teletype or something that he sends it? And it's like it's nineteen minutes. Minutes a page. Per page. And he's like, you can send pages over the telephone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's too busy dealing with. 
Penny Lane's overdose at that point to do that. Yeah. Right. He doesn't actually end up sending anything until he gets back, back. to San Francisco. Yeah. And no, it's all on right. napkins yes. and bullshit. And they're like, we can't use this. And he tells him, give me an extra night and I'll write it up and I'll bring it in tomorrow. And then he does. Mm-hmm. And they absolutely love it. It's very compelling. It's got all of the pieces in it that they didn't want to have in the story. It's got the plain uh, confessions part. It's got the, the cheating, the band-aids, the I'm a golden, the, god. I'm a golden god off the rooftops yeah. and everything else. And... Uh, this is what uh, the band's response was once they found out. They got a call from the fact checker from Rolling Stone, and this was their response. Holy shit! I just got off the phone with Rolling Stone. They called me too. What's he using? Oh, he's using it yeah. all. Yeah, I got it. This, according to the fact checker? So what? So what? We come off like amateurs. Some average band trying to come to grips with success. Jealous and fighting and breaking up. We're buffoons. Rock and roll can save the world. The chicks are great. I sound like a dick. dick. I never said that. Maybe we just don't see ourselves the way we really are. Is it that hard to make us look cool? This kid has you on acid screaming, I'm a golden god from a fan's rooftop. They used him to fuck us. They'll probably just put you on the cover. Wait, I never said I'm a golden god. His voice is so unfamiliar. Yeah. <laughs> or did I? <laughs> Seriously. No, it's serious. I like him as a person. Uh, he was never a person. He was a journalist. An uh, enemy. A fucking enemy. Yeah. yeah. But it's necessary. You got to keep him in check, man. They, ha- they have to be there. You know what I mean? Otherwise, people are going to just think they're uh, golden gods. Exactly. You know? know the truth. Yeah. So, uh... So Russell, Russell tries to reconnect with yes. Penny. Yep. Uh, Penny agrees to meet with him and sends him to an address. When you watch the movie for the first time, she picks up an address book. She's like to tell yeah, him where she's pen? at. And you're like, why are you looking up your own address in your address book <laughs> until you realize that she has sent him uh, to, to Anita's house? Yeah, yeah. to Anita's house. <laughs> are you here for Anita? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, she tries to stand all like, I'm not... I'm going to stand all awkward. It's, yeah. it's weird that she doesn't the, the immediately go, oh, my God, it's well, Russell Hammond. She might, yeah. Well, and she, yeah, she's the rock and roller, so you'd think she would know. Do you think, because it's them, like, breaking out in Rolling Stone, they're clearly not, like, a national touring band, or not a nationally known band yet. Oh, but she she had the album that she gave William. Mm-hmm. She had no, a Stillwater album? No, she no? didn't. Uh-uh. I don't. I mean, oh, I guess no. he could have bought the album. Well, afterwards. technically, there is a shot of one of their albums during the mon- a montage at the beginning, and that's what I wanted to bring up toward the end because during this last line. So I'm going to play, play this last line. So hold on. Oh, I uh, called your magazine and told them the truth, and I don't know what they're going to do with it, but I told them every word you wrote was true. We are going to do this one more time. So Russell. What do you love about music? You love sitting like A.C. Slater. To begin with, everything. So their album title is To Begin With. It was shown in part of a montage at the beginning of the movie, I guess, and they they focus on an eight track or something yeah. with, that's a Stillwater album, and the name of the album is to begin with. So interesting, it, yeah, it brings it back to the end of the film. Yeah, so he, you know, he they like reconcile. You know, this mm-hmm. was a very emotional up and down movie for sure. me. Like I remember loving it as a kid, but when I had to rewatch it, it was like, oh, I just want things to be good. I'm a very happy ending type person. 
And it was. Yay. Well, I mean, what do you think happens with Penny? Like, where? what well, happens? She goes to Morocco. You think so? Penny, Just... she t- turns in all of her partial tickets and gets a, a plane ticket to Morocco. And honestly, she could do anything. Yeah, I think she goes to Morocco for about a week and goes, oh, my God, there's no drugs or booze or sex or anything <laughs> you know, that she... was cool. I'm out of here. No, I, she wanted a new crowd, man. Yeah. She could do anything. I don't think she found a Moroccan band to follow around <laughs> I think she goes, you know what? San Diego was cool. I was never there. Let's check that out. No. No. She should. I I think that it's a total happy ending. And I just assume. I'm I'm the pessimist. (laughs) We're we're mortal enemies, Mandy. That's what we've established today. And I just assume that eventually William Miller grows up to be. Cameron uh, Crow? Yeah. To be a director Mm -hmm. and makes a bunch of movies. So it's probably a happy ending for that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He got married at one point. And and Lester Bates overdoses. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's sad. He got married and made some music with his wife, and now they're divorced. So, you know, he's well, doing his thing. But yeah, so that's the movie. Overall, obviously, you're a fan. What do you, yeah. what would you uh, just rate the movie, do you think? What? I rate it nine Lester Bangses <laughs> out of ten Lester Bangses. Okay. <laughs> nice. That's right. well, got a lot of bang for your buck. It's got a lot of bang. I think, yeah. like, as far as like, categories like drama this would probably i'd be in my top 20 sure yeah uh again i still don't really know where to classify it because i think i laughed more than i cried at this or not cried but you know what i mean i feel like it's top 10 for me yeah i don't think this would be in a move in a list where i would say man if you haven't seen this movie you've got to watch oh i would you know what i mean yeah i I totally would and i have actually like multiple people yeah so yeah for sure uh, Even yeah. my mom. Yeah, you're listening, mom. I hope you liked this podcast because I know you love this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, and also to that note, if you guys have uh, a movie that you would like us to cover, if it falls within that category of like movies that changed our lives as kids or like that we really stuck to, let us know. Uh, send us emails and stuff. We want to. Ma- I just want to make sure the damn email is working because yeah. I want to make sure somebody out there hears this and sends an email along. To I mean, we get like 25 a day, oh, but sure. we want to get yours, yours too. <laughs> <laughs> Another episode You, you don't have time to stand here with all your adoring fans. Right. <laughs> they true. all say testing. <laughs> <laughs> it's me sending them from my phone. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. This was great. Um, Thanks so much, Casey, yeah, for doing yeah. this for us. Was, I hope we was, did. It was a blast. Your man. movie justice, I think. Yeah, uh, I hope we, so. We covered we most covered of it. for <laughs> sure. It was a long-ass movie. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys are still listening, thanks. You're yeah, this you're for, a like, trooper. Over, this is our longest <laughs> and episode. And you're probably this? related right, to well. me. <laughs> <laughs> or Casey. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, get some of that team. No, nobody cares. No, nobody cares about me. <laughs> uh, not related to Matt. No, nope. I'm not sure any of my family has ever listened to a podcast ever. So this is uh, highly unlikely. But his family sound, uh, follows the same procedure as uh, comedy band aids. Right. They, they don't yeah. <laughs> I'd have to pay them to listen. That's, <laughs> Casey, do you have anything going on? I haven't I, heard you plug anything. Oh, no. I'm not known as the plug master now or anything. Uh, no, there's nothing. Uh, there's there's right. nothing at all. Uh, Harry's Upstairs Comedy Show. I am actually going ready to go do that now yes. because it's a Wednesday night. Yes. And uh, we do that every Wednesday night. Uh, about Around 9 o'clock is when we usually get started. So it's a free comedy show. Harvey's on the mall in Kalamazoo. It's a very intimate room. Super it fills awesome. up fast. Yep. Check it out. Yeah, get <laughs> hey. it, girl. Uh, I'm going there, too. I'm going to do a set tonight, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm on the yeah. list. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably going to watch. Nice. So. Cool. Yeah, I'm, right. uh, yeah. So when you hear this several weeks after today, <laughs> uh, when it comes out, then just know that we were all there. So all, Yeah, it was. Uh, it's all happening. It's all happening. <laughs> it's all happening. <laughs> 
All right, guys. Uh, Mandy, anything coming up? You got uh... no. By the time this drops, I can't think of anything that might be coming up. All Just right. another episode of another episode. Yeah, um, I'm going to be doing something up Learning north with podcast. Bob Fredericks. We're going to do a, a show up in uh, Traverse City, I think, at some point coming up. Ooh. So keep track of that if you want to do that. Do you uh, know what it's called? Not at all. I don't okay. know what it's called, where it it's is, called not how at it's all, happening. Folks. But <laughs> go check them out at not at all. Find me on Facebook to find out more about that as it. Uh, gets closer yeah so. we can talk about it on another episode yeah i'm sure we podcast. will uh you can reach the podcast itself uh via email at another episode podcast at gmail.com and you can catch us on twitter at another ep pod that's another e-p-p-o-d on twitter uh casey do you do the twitters I have a Twitter. I don't, uh, at Casey Comedy. All right. Just follow nice. him for no reason. And we do have a Facebook page. I locked up yeah. the Twitter handle Casey Comedy and I don't use it. Yeah. That's the same, right? uh, uh, tweets by Andrew. Andrew. Right? Andrew J. Pytel has, uh, the, the greatest and he Twitter handle it. of all time yeah, and doesn't he's use like, it. He's like, these are so old. I shouldn't say any, I mean, I don't use mine for anything except for promoting this podcast. So I'm sure if I had I something to promote, I would. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Harvey's team Harvey's. upstairs, man. Yeah. Get out there and get it. Make a Twitter account for team upstairs. It'll be all right. Yeah. Hey. Hashtag team upstairs. <laughs> I, I would kind of want team upstairs to make the team upstairs Twitter. Who is the what you, team upstairs is the audience. So you, you so, want the entire audience to band together to make one Twitter. Account? I want I want it to be like one of those. Uh, or do you want it to be like, like an contest? organically formed hashtag? Well, well, you have Twitter accounts that aren't real people, right? So this is this is my call to action. Whoa, whoa, what? Team upstairs, someone who's regularly in the about audience. The Russians? If you want to embody some sort of fake persona that is team upstairs, uh, I mean, I'm Harvey Booker. I mean, I'm not Harvey Booker. Yeah. Harvey, Booker's Harvey Booker else. exists. Har- Harvey Booker's a, a fake real person. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So it's, we need I'm, team upstairs on Twitter. Somebody get on that and then yeah. tweet at either Casey's. Non-existent yeah. I'm, I'm too lazy to run one Twitter account, let alone two. So don't please, accidentally type in team downstairs because that's a whole different ballgame. <laughs> oh, they, they've, they've already got a Twitter. I do follow that one. Uh, All right, great guys. site. So, yeah, reach out for us with any movies you want to see us do. We might not get to them, but we want to know that you're out there listening. And otherwise, uh, take a look at the horizon for another episode. <laughs> thanks, you guys, so much. Yeah, thanks, Casey, for coming on. Thanks, everybody. It's all happening. Wait, wait, wait. Rock stars have kidnapped my son. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye.